As the show continues to grow, so does this amazing community of entrepreneurs. This week's guest is a highly motivated innovator that aspires to emulate leaders such as the Rockefellers and the Carnegies for his generation. In recent news, his company was one of eight chosen for the illustrious North Carolina Idea Seed Grant. Having a battery source that can be there when you need it without keeping you tied to a wall outlet, now that's a way of turning a disaster into a win. And with that, welcome back to That Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Vincent A. Lancey. We have a great show lined up today, and that does not matter whether you want to start or scale your business. Each week on this show, I sit down with a different entrepreneur from around the country and across the globe. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Imagine taking a vacation and while you're out seeing the sights, your phone dies, disconnecting you from the people who matter most. You no longer have access to your GPS to find your way back to your hotel and you don't see an iPhone charger anywhere. As it starts to rain, you find yourself running around to every store within view to get a charger, but there is none. The language barrier was too deep that locals didn't understand your plea for help. They either smile and keep walking or they think you're crazy and run away from you. This exact situation happened to today's guest and what sparked the idea to help millennials live life charged. We have a great journey to learn, so allow me to now bring him on. Desmond Wigan. Desmond, thank you for joining, man. Man, it's a pleasure, man. I'm I'm super excited. Um, I know we've been going back and forth, like I mentioned, long overdue, man. Um, excited of the platform that you're building, the opportunity you have for entrepreneurs to share their stories and hopefully motivate, you know, other uh, buzzing entrepreneurs. So, man, it's it's my pleasure. Absolutely. Would you mind giving our listeners a little more of a preview of who you are, and then we'll dive into the business side. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm a um. I mean, I'm a just a resilient, hard-headed entrepreneur that just like bangs through walls um, until there's like an open alley, man. Um, I have always been like that. I think it comes from me being an athlete, you know, and just like always wanting to win and always wanting to, you know, be at my best self. Um, and, you know, that kind of integrates in so many different areas of my life. I'm a new dad. My, my son is nine months, you know, husband. So I got to show up there. And sometimes as an entrepreneur, it's hard to like not bring the pressures and the stress into those parts of your life. So I'm learning how to balance that as well as I matriculate as a, you know, a CEO, but I'm a leader by passion. So like, man, that's a lot of people just attracted me just because like, man, I'm trying to get it, man. I'm just like, yo, this is what we got to do. You know, that's how I built my team. So um, that's why I am. We've been, um, building battery exchange for the last two and a half years. And um, I, I definitely think this is going to be a really, really great year for us, man. I look forward to seeing all your success. Congratulations on the early success as well as the newborn baby. A lot to be excited in your world. So now we're going to have to backtrack, though, to get our listeners even more involved with your story. What led you to starting battery exchange? We heard the story. What was the pieces like after this happened? Like what was the I'm sure it was a lot of mayhem in the beginning, a lot of great ideas. You got stuck in the rain. This happened. What was the next steps? Man, honestly, so, um, you know, fortunately, I was actually inconvened with my now co-founder, right? We were both like, man, like, like there has to be a more convenient way for us to 
you know, move out, uh, uh, about, you know, and like, why is this such a big problem? Why aren't there solutions out there? And so literally that night, we went back to our dorm room, finally made it home, right? Finally made it home after like literally hours of searching, you know, um, made it home. And we started sketching out some ideas around what a hardware solution would look like, started to do some business modeling. And then literally it was from that day forward, you know, we just started building out the concept. Um, so fortunately, I was out east, so access to manufacturing manufacturing was something I had my hands on mm -hmm. um, so I could like tour some factories and do all that stuff and then we came back to America and and just hit the ground running man got into a few accelerators started to really understand you know go to market strategy building an actual startup you know and then um got an MVP threw it in the market man and just started learning from users so that was kind of like our journey um right after that did it start more on campus or in the community around you um, so I had graduated. Um, it was more so of the community. Um, That's awesome. I had built some really, really cool uh, relationships within Charlotte. Um, the event space, this is pre-COVID, right? So the event yeah. space is booming. Everybody was out everywhere. So we would just partner with different events, bring in our solution, and the end user would pay for uh, the rental of a portable battery because they're going to be, you know, at an event for a couple hours and they didn't want to run without a, um, you know, a, a charged battery. I love hearing stories where people involve their communities, bringing their communities together. So great job on that front as well. Being on your own has a lot of challenges. What would you say the two hardest parts are for you? Um, I think really just understanding the resilience needed uh, throughout this whole entrepreneurial journey um, and the grit. It's ugly, man, and it's tough. And it's like, sometimes you sometimes it really doesn't seem like there's going to be a way you know and it's just like somehow you got to wake up every single day and even if you just had a bad week bad month you got to keep going you got to keep grinding so like that's probably like the thing i love about this but also like one of the hardest things you know just that grit that you have to have and um you know a lot of that is i just think about even like you know my family dynamic and like mm -hmm. how, you know, me and my wife were, she, she didn't grow up with exposure to entrepreneurship. So everything that I was sharing and just saying like, I don't know, like I'm gonna figure it out. And like all of these things, she was just like, what does that even mean? You know? So um, having somebody with you along this journey um, is quite difficult. And I think like Absolutely. the other thing that is super, super difficult is like, you don't really get handed a lot of cards at the start of this and you really have to just play what you're dealt. You know, you have to be super resourceful and you have to figure it out on the fly and you have to make things connect when honestly somebody would look from the outside and be like, that doesn't even make sense. But literally those are like the game changing moments that literally allow you to push through. And so like, I feel like those are like the most difficult aspects of like entrepreneurship that I've experienced and continue to experience like it's not anything like yeah we want some pitches we you know got some investment or whatever but nah man it's it's everyday struggle i love the resilience i love the positivity i know the road just beginning for you you start to get as you said these little wins and that's what helps keeps you forward because like you said there's some ups and downs and sometimes the downs are down and it's that breaking point of you're going to keep going or not 
you found a great way to do that by learning a lot of your lessons. What would you say your greatest lessons learned is from your experiences so far? You know what? I think like, you know, this is not my first startup. You know, this is not my first company I built. Um, some have gone through, some I had to leave because, you know, I had an opportunity to go abroad and do an MBA program, you know, like couldn't pass that up. And so I feel like those quote unquote failed companies that I've started really built me to be able to take battery exchange to that next level. Right. So I feel like, you know, we had a, I started a FinTech application a few years ago. Um, my family's from Jamaica. I wanted to do some impactful things down there. And I almost like, I literally had a one-way ticket bought down there and I was just like, man, this is it, bro. You know, this is what's going to take us to that next level. Um, you know, but it was through that, that I learned just what was needed on the operational side um, to, to really run a company, um, just the different parts of it. Um, I had a logistic company that, you know, we had started and, um, you know, in that I felt like I understood more of what was needed from a team dynamic and how to really cross collaborate, um, even in a virtual presence, because like a lot of our team, nobody was in the same city. Like we were all virtual before like remote work was a thing. And so I felt like being able to uh, scrape my knees through that, I was able to like now ride my bike a little bit, you know, when, when I'm with battery exchange and knowing how to lead, knowing how to like work with my team remotely, or, you know, especially like just really knowing what is needed to take a business to the next level. It's just like, dang, I wish I would have did this, you know, back then type of thing. And like, just going and learning through that. I think that's like the biggest. So like, I always tell entrepreneurs like, man, one, don't think like this first idea is going to be it, but like soak it up, right? Be a sponge along this process, like in whatever you put yourself into, because it's going to, if you really are true to this entrepreneurial journey in this game, you're going to learn a lot. And it's going to be what takes you to that next level when you find that idea or that, that concept that is really the, the one quote unquote. Be a sponge, ask questions, great lessons there. And as I said, learning from experience, we're both MBAs, but there's a lot you can't learn just in books in the classroom. You have to apply yourself and more lessons learned right there where, so what you quote unquote failed one time with the business. He used the learning experiences from these two businesses to now put him in the position to thrive, which is what's going on here with Battery Exchange in North Carolina, making a lot of noise. But if you could take it one step further here and sit down with any entrepreneur, dead or alive, who would you sit down with? Um, honestly, and this is like just because I want our company to be bigger than batteries. You know, like I, I want to. There's so much that we can we can build upon um, within some of the the platforms that we're building, the data access that we're, we we pretty much have access to and stuff, and so. I want to, I'd love to talk to Bezos, man, you know, the, the Amazon guy, just simply because I cannot help but respect um, his growth from books to like what he is now. I mean, obviously we all know it's a powerhouse, but yeah. I love his methodology. Um, I love his, um, his, his grit. I love the way he approaches failures. Um, I, I love all of these things. And I mean, he seems like a pretty cool guy, granted, outside of you know, uh, being on that. But I don't know, like, I just would love to learn from people that are spaces that I want to, you know, become like, I want to evolve bigger, like I mentioned, bigger than just the battery itself and like mm -hmm. building outside of that. And so like, but like, 
he is a what I call like a mad scientist up here and there's so much you could like literally pull out and then a lot of what he could you know share would be applicable to like current day you know he knows where the where, where, where the phases and in the industries and trends are kind of going towards so I didn't want to go back too far um but I also wanted somebody that could be applicable to uh, some type of platform ecosystem building type thing that I, I wish to do in the future, to be honest. I appreciate you putting so much thought into it. As you mentioned, evolving, we want to all evolve and goes to show you anything could happen. You're selling books out of your garage to now you're running arguably one of the biggest companies, especially with yeah. COVID, the whole nine. Take it a step further here. Where would the meeting go down if you got to choose a spot to meet him? Man, I'm going to his crib, man. He, he has all the money, bro. I'm going to fly out. Wherever I got to go, man, and take a private jet to somewhere, you know, type of thing. Or, I mean, even if it was like, you know, uh, a, a coffee, you know, like, I mean, I would take the opportunity anywhere. But obviously, if I could, I would like to go to his house. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, now we're going to look into the future. We're going to do short term and long term for everything entrepreneur that you do. Let's look in the next few years what's going on. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, and then, I, you know, I'll take it bite size next year. Um, we have like the world's opening up, you know, so that's good for us. Um, I feel like we have proven, um, you know, just various revenue streams. Like we're getting back into the event space. You know, we have this B2B uh, model um, and we will eventually um, put out this uh, B2C, but we're in the market um, definitely taking over North Carolina within the region. Um, and, you know, people are starting to understand our brand, brand and people are understanding how we increase connectivity, you know, how we, you know, further um, allow them to connect to the things and the people that matter to the most. You know, we're, we're starting to build that persona. We're starting to build that brand and people are like looking for us. Um, you know, in a few years, I would have hoped to grow you know, across the nation, um, you know, my co-founder and I have global ties where we want to go to like, you know, the overseas market. Um, but honestly, I also at that point would want to make a decision on if I'm going to start acquiring companies. Um, and honestly, that might be like three years, to be honest, or like uh, if I'm going to be acquired, you know, and so just really making that decision on where we're at. Our database would be robust by then, you know, and we have come out with some, you know, new products um, in some different spaces with the industry trends that we see coming along. And so, you know, we just, we're making that decision. It's just like, we're going to rock and roll with this for a few more years, or I'm going to take my, uh, my, the equity that I have, convert that to whatever, and, you know, either go start something else or, you know, just kind of float for a little bit. Entrepreneurship, we're always going to be on to the next thing. I feel even when we're retired, we're just be doing something maybe on a smaller scale. I love the confidence, like the optimism. What do you see for yourself now? If you did move on to something else, what are some ideas that are percolating in the back of your brain? Man, I've, man, I've already been, um, I mean, so when I was overseas, um, I worked for a firm that helped a lot of like, uh, like deep tech companies, um, you know, kind of make it to the East, like from, you know, uh, the, the States out to Asia mm -hmm. and, um, uh, you know, I really fell in love with like, I mean, of course, everybody fell in love with like AI, but, um, you know, companies that are doing some really cool stuff within that space. Um, I loved robotics. There was a lot of robotics companies that 
we're just like automating the the everyday life of the mm-hmm. thing, you know. And so I've started to like verse myself in some of those spaces because I feel like I could I could run any company, you know. It doesn't matter what the product is, you know. I could I could sell it. I could you know figure out a narrative and a story. I could raise capital, you know. Like what? Like feel like I'll have all the keys to be able to do that. So um, I um I, I'd like to dive into one of those spaces. Um, I, there's a few companies on my radar already. Uh, um, you know, just like nurturing, helping, they, they think I know a little bit now. So, um, you know, they're looking at me for mentorship and I'm here again, like I was a sponge and I want other people to, you know, continuously grow. Um, I'm an HBCU grad. So I continuously give back to my HBCU and others just to kind of pour into them. So there's some younger entrepreneurs coming up with some cool ideas. So that's what I would look at. Well, everybody listening on, be sure to stick around to the end of the episode, find out how to reach out to this guy right here for some great advice and mentorship if interested. And now it is time for the spotlight story. If you're new to the show, on each episode, I share the journey of another entrepreneur to inspire you. And as we have a rock star entrepreneur out from North Carolina this week, I'm going to share another in Dennis Gillings. And I read that he's an inaugural member of the North Carolina Entrepreneur Hall of Fame. Pretty cool story to see evolution over time. He started performing analysis work for pharmaceutical companies with a single project in 1974 while he was a teacher at UNC Chapel Hill. This small consulting business started with a few staff that worked out of a trailer actually on campus. In 1982, it became quintiles. And then in 1987, their international expansion. So you can show from just 10 years going from a trailer on campus to being international. In 1988, they got into the clinical drug development and then 1996 commercialization services. And this is a lot of diversifying I'm seeing. In 16 years after incorporation, the company recorded more than a billion in revenue service and employs over 36,000 people. They also had an IPO in 1994 and his legacy even continues with the Gilling School of Global Public Health at UNC. The guy had his hands in a lot. Desmond, what do you take away most from his journey? Well, one, he's from uh, North Carolina, you know, um, and, and that's super dope. But, you know, I, I, I mean, I've heard his name before. You know, obviously, I didn't know a little bit of depth until we kind of brought it up. Um, but I mean, I just think about, you know, the the growth, you know, I mean, from, you know, where he was to employing over 36,000 people. I mean, one, how do you even manage that? You know, and like, how do you even think about that? But I feel like a lot of what I see in successful entrepreneurs and even, you know, people like myself, that resilience had to be there. Um, you know, I, I feel like what I take back is like, he was definitely an expert in his realm, you know? And so that's what I think that entrepreneurs just have to continue to become finding ways to evolve in that space and, you know, increase your, um, not exposure, but just like, um you know why would somebody follow you like for us like sustainability like why you know those type of spaces just continue to increase that um and and somebody that did it you know like somebody that has a successful entrepreneurial story like obviously he's like the two percent you know but it just it is what it is and it just motivates you that you know it can happen especially for us somebody that in our local area was able to do it i love the analysis and the whole episode has been full of value just like that I got to thank you for coming on, Desmond. Starting in the beginning with your story of how you created your company. Great lesson learned for everybody being on. It's right in front of you sometimes. Just pay attention. If you're willing to work hard like this guy right here, a lot can happen. 
your lessons learned. I like how you really focused in on how none of those businesses was a failure because it propelled you into the right direction with this business. And now it is time for your last word. Um, yeah, man, my last word is just more on an encouraging level. Um, to be honest, uh, I feel like not enough entrepreneurs, um, you know, one believe that they they're enough, you know, and that's why I just always like to to end on because I feel like you know VC, you know, investment, like that whole world, they'll tell you like you have to have this, you have to have that. These different circles will be like you have to have this, but man is again like as long as you can use what you have like one i feel like it naturally attracts the right people um and then you start to piece the different puzzle pieces together of the puzzle and it just all works out so just believe that you you are enough you have enough and you could kind of make it happen like you could be me or you could be you know mr lance somebody that can just like take companies to to, to the next level so um and then the, the other thing is you know, we talk about it and I think you're a big on it as well. Just like that mental health component, just balance it, man. Balance this whole journey. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. I know it's easier said than done and I still do it myself, but always finding ways to decompress, man. I play golf. That's my way. Or I mean, I go to the mountains or I take like family trips and I just go away before I'm going into mm -hmm. a, a heavy, you know, stressful time of like growth. So uh, I just always encourage that as well. Great last word. Now, how can everybody find you? Website, social media, anything? Yeah, so um, website is data, oh, sorry, batterexchange.co. And then on shoot, uh, Instagram, Twitter, it's at batterexchange underscore. Um, and then just batterexchange on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. So be sure to check out all his content. You've heard about his growth and his company. He's had a lot to offer because his ability to be a sponge, as he described, his ability to look back on quote unquote failures and turn them into wins. And now his ability to network has gone and surpassed his country, winning a prestigious grant award in North Carolina. And after you check out his great content, be sure to check us out too. We're at That Entrepreneur Show on all platforms, except on Twitter. We're at Podcasts by Lancey, so you have updates from all of my shows. My handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube, and my website is VincentALancey.com. It's time for the quote to end the show, and this one is from Maya Angelou. You can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on That Entrepreneur Show. Entrepreneur Show.